Tonight, we celebrate the value of sport as a means of bringing together people from 71 nations and territories. an Olympics podcast or today a Commonwealth Games podcast because we are back to talk about the Birmingham 2022 Commonwealth Games. They're here, they're exciting, they're great. I'm looking at people cycling right now in Birmingham. It's actually in London, the cycling, but we're not counting that right now. Uh, And the opening ceremony has happened. There were giant bulls. There was Duran Duran. What else do we need to talk about? Um, what What an occasion. It was exciting. It was great. And I'm very excited to talk more about it today with the two resident experts of all things Commonwealth Games ceremonies. I should say I'm Ben. I'm not the expert. Jared is the expert. Jared Lubick, direct from... I actually don't even know whereabouts in Sydney he lives anymore. So let's just say Sydney. Uh, Jared, welcome back to the show. Thank you. It's it's good to be back. Um, yeah, I feel like after the opening ceremony, I'm uh, reevaluating all my life choices and, and considering joining a, uh, a a meteorite cult. Yes, I <laughs> I agree with uh, random swimming pools and '80s pop bands coming into it. Uh, everything on those lines. Uh, speaking of '80s pop bands. It's a man who listened to them because he grew up in the 80s more so than either of us. Uh, direct from the country that hasn't won a medal at the time of recording this. It's Colin Hilding from Canada, Winnipeg to be precise, host of the 2038 Commonwealth Games maybe. I don't know. Hello, Colin. Welcome back. Hello. And uh, I, I'm actually sad now that there's no more Emu Plains presence. Maybe I'll consider moving there myself just so we can keep it up. Maybe. I actually don't know. I mean, like, I'm not trying to, like, get Jared to give out his address because he's moved. Um, but uh, are you still in Emu Plains, Jared, or are you now in, like, Ostrich Plains or Kangaroo Plains? Or <laughs> I am not. Uh, no more Emu, no more Plains. Um, oh. Now I am outskirts of Penrith. Oh, oh well, I, I'm partial to Penrith. My family lives in Penrith. So go the Panthers, the reigning premiers. So um, get on Losing board as we speak, I believe, against the Eels. <laughs> Uh, well, they beat my team, Cronulla, last week, so we won't get involved in that. But anyway, uh, we're not here to talk about the NRL. That's uh, NRL The Podium coming soon to the Oz, Oz Network. But uh, the opening ceremony, I'm just going to start off right now. 
kind of enjoyed it. Uh, <laughs> already saying it, better than the last, what, like four Olympic opening ceremonies. Um, don't know if it was quite as good as the Gold Coast, but still, bias maybe there, but um, enjoyable. I think this is what we get from the Commonwealth Games. Maybe this is a thing when we don't have all like the strict Olympic rules that we have for opening ceremonies. That could be it. Or maybe it's just a case that the Commonwealth Games have less money so they can't afford a big, giant video screen so they actually have to use practical effects and we get what we get. So I enjoyed it. Thank you, Birmingham 2022. It was worth getting up at 5 a.m. to watch. Uh, Jared, you look like you were nodding away there. What did you think of the opening ceremony? It was incredible. It was just... I don't know. I was worried to begin with when we got, like, the, like, the floating houses montage and it was just all video. I'm like, Oh no, like, here we go. Um, but as soon as they brought in the cards to do like the union Jack, I'm like, okay, this is, this is going to be good. Um, and then it just went into some weird, like fever dream of like, I don't know, steampunk. It was just all over the place, but everything about it was good. Like the, I mean the highlight, the bull, but everything so good. <laughs> that bull was wow. I mean, Gold Coast had the whale, but they had the ball. Like, holy crap. Colin, uh, you got to watch this at a reasonable time, about, uh, what, yes. 2 o'clock in the afternoon. I'm sure you were working mm-hmm. hard while watching the opening ceremony. But uh, <laughs> what did you think of the opening ceremony? Uh, I'm going to completely agree. I mean, better than anything I've seen since Sochi, I guess. So uh, what are we, like, eight years since there's been any type of opening or closing ceremony at this level? Um, completely agree with Jared. It started with the floating houses. I'm like, that's a cool effect, but weird. And then it just kept getting better and better. I mean, I, I, I think there are two or three times throughout the opening ceremony where I, I went upstairs and I told Jamie, I'm like, I, I'm witnessing something I haven't seen in a decade. Like it's a good ceremony. I, I don't know what's going on here. Um, budget, obviously the, you know, the, the big thing, we're not going to throw hundreds of millions of dollars at one ceremony where everything's going to be viewable on TV, but not to the people in attendance. There were people in attendance that that I think made a bit of a difference, too. Uh, <laughs> you know what this is? This this is like it, it's the it's the Top Gun Maverick of <laughs> Olympic or uh, multi-sport event ceremonies. All of a sudden, Top Gun Maverick's like the, one of the highest grossing films in history. And everybody keeps saying the same thing. It's like. Well, it's nice to see something where it's not CGI. They're doing it for real. And this is the Top Gun Maverick. It's like, they're doing it for real. I didn't see any CGI. It's fantastic. Yeah, I think that's, and like, that is a big positive that they actually do use the practical effects. And like, there were parts of it that definitely reminded me of the London opening ceremony, which is maybe my favorite opening ceremony I've ever seen. Um, And yeah, like the practical effects, like, the story, like, you know, it didn't go too much on the, oh, look, a little child waking up into the world of whatever. Um, jumping on a treadmill. <laughs> jumping on a treadmill. Like, there were, I don't think there was any COVID mentions at all. Like, you know, just a couple of old challenging times mentions. But, yeah, like, the houses thing started off, but then the cool little cake thing in the middle around water, like, it was very Athens mixed with Vancouver, like, kind of, the, you know, like, the platform with the water around it. The weird, Jared, you alluded to, like the meteorite cult thing, but even that was kind of cool the way they just had these glowing things and then the cars and then just, yeah. And like the thing too that worked so well is that what's been missing in Olympic opening ceremonies is they literally obviously have like one thing to open it up with and they go straight into like speeches and then boom, like they just, it's so scattered. Whereas this was all like the the show. It started off just with everything 
before all of a sudden you got to the athletes, then the baton, then the speeches, or the speeches, then the baton. Like, they kind of did it in a way where it's like, okay, this makes it easy to watch, not like boom, bam, boom, bam, boom, all over the place. And, like, I mean, everything that you had, like, the clown section, where, like, mm. I couldn't even understand what that guy was saying, but it was great. Like, and they were, like, celebrating all the things that we talked about the other day that they invented. They invented the police whistle. We didn't talk about that last week, but um, they celebrated that. Um, you had, you know, a couple of random great little cameos coming out there and everywhere else. And then on top of that, you had Black Sabbath and Duran Duran. I mean, <laughs> we discovered at the end last week that Duran Duran from, I mean, what else can you ask for? Duran freaking Duran. Thomas, I mean, the well, tank yeah, exactly. That that's in the closing. They're saving um, the best for last. Come on. How could they mention Brum so many times and not have Brum? <laughs> yeah, I, I just felt so gypped. I'm like, oh, Brum? No. Yeah. Brum? No. Brum? No. Oh, that's what they just call people from there. Mm. Yeah. That, again, closing ceremony. They've got to save it for that, right? Uh, or is this going to be like uh, Pyeongchang? Where's Sai? Where's Sai? No Sai. Brum was unavailable. No Brum. Um, no Thomas. No custom powder. I don't. That's just like. <laughs> I'm sure they're coming in the closing. <laughs> but I also like the thing too, which was, you know, for a smaller stadium, we obviously talked about how, what, 35,000 people seat in this stadium. Um, and obviously you can tell it's kind of, it's not, you know, a, a massive, it's not the MCG or something like that. But even the way they filmed it, it still looked great. Um, you know, and just the way it kind of visually and everything about it was great. So, yeah, I mean, there, there's a couple of issues, which I'm sure we'll talk about, but, like, it's still, it just it just worked. And maybe this is, again, what the Olympics need to look at, Jared. Like, stop spending so much and thinking this is everything. Like, it kind of does weirdly get me excited for this Paris down the river thing, which I still don't know how I feel about it. But, I mean, it, again, can't get any worse than the last Olympics. But Commonwealth Games, fun. As, as John Oliver said, it's like the off-Broadway opening ceremony, but maybe we need the off-Broadway rather than the Broadway. Yeah, I think it's what we spoke about. Before it's the, it's the practical effects. It's not taking everything outside the stadium. It's I don't know. There was just it just felt like a really tightly like run show. Like no segment I felt like went on for too long. I was like, okay, we're doing this, and now let's cut to this, and now cut to this, and yeah, the the whole no COVID thing was amazing. And like we said, no kids. Yeah, yep. I didn't think I saw a single <laughs> child. And like, I don't have an issue if a, if a kid is in an opening ceremony. Obviously, like Nikki Webster, like. Sydney hey, was fine, careful. but when that's just like the whole thing. Yeah. And also no children's choir and no singing yeah. of Imagine. Like Yes, no Imagine. <laughs> Woo! Yes. We discovered that there's was... more songs in the world. That was so good. Colin, that was a highlight, right? No freaking Imagine. Uh, no children and no Imagine. I know Ben doesn't want one of those, but he wants the other. Um, but, <laughs> uh you, you 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 both kind of said this uh, with um, uh, having practical effects and stuff like that. It's like, okay, so is it like a step down with budget? Yeah, but like if you go back to, let's say, Atlanta um, or uh, Salt Lake City, I mean, they didn't have, maybe they had budget, maybe it cost more than what this cost, but they had the same technology. They had the same things that they were working with. So to me, this is like a throwback opening ceremony because they're working within what all of the best opening ceremonies have ever been, what they had technologically. They're not using anything more. They're not using all the latest LED effects within time. I mean, it, yeah, it was cool in Beijing that they had like the entire floor light up and stuff like that. Like that's a cool effect, but it's more impressive to see things where you're like, wow, somebody is operating that bull, you know, uh, see where, yeah, the, these people are driving these cars. 
so to me, this was like watching an opening ceremony from 20 years ago or even 15 years ago where you're working within things that are practical because not because our budget can't deal with that because that's just the technology of the time. Uh, this is just one of these things where modern technology doesn't necessarily, just because it's there, it doesn't lend itself to the most spectacular show. The most spectacular show, I think, will always be by having real people having to operate. And uh, I, I can't remember the name of the guy. I, I was I was worried because I know that like um, the, the last couple of uh, Olympic ceremonies, they've used like movie directors. And uh, the guy who was uh, in charge of this, or the guy who was producing it, he, I know he's the guy who did like, like that Peaky Blinder show or stuff like that. I'm like, okay, so they're getting like, you know, uh, another, not Hollywood, but, uh, you know, another movie maker to do this. So they're just going to go all out and they're going to try to make this all modern. But instead it was like a spectacular show. So this made me want to watch Peaky Blinders. I've never seen it before in my life, but maybe I'll check out Peaky Blinders now. Um, I'm going to butcher his name. Uh, Iqbal Khan. Uh, if I'm pronouncing that correctly. I mean, Danny Boyle did London 2012, and that was amazing. Um, so, mm. yeah, but, like, it's, I mean, you know, it's all well and good to have fancy technology and all that sort of stuff, but, again, it's, like, don't overemphasise it. I think kind of, you know, like, the, the three that stand out for me in the last, like, 12 years, obviously, Vancouver, London, and Sochi, they blended it. Um, and, and look, we all bagged in Rio, but I mean, Rio comes across as a brilliant opening ceremony compared to what we got in the following games. But I mean, you know, they use practical, they had like the, the, the slum little tower and all that kind of stuff. Like it kind of looking back on it, it worked compared to what we got later on. But, um, yeah, like you can blend the two. It's not that hard to do. I'm, I'm rhyming mm-hmm. all of a sudden. Um, but, I mean, again, like, I think it does, a lot of it does come down to, obviously, Commonwealth Games have a lot less budget. But, I mean, I'm telling you now, that freaking ball, that cost oh, a lot wow. of fucking money. And, like, when that came out, I'm like, okay, this is cool. <laughs> like, I kind of wanted, like, a bunch of them. I was being a bit greedy, but no, I was happy with that. I, like, I remember, like, obviously, I mentioned, like, Gold Coast. I was at the uh, dress rehearsal, so I saw the giant whale in person. It was great. Um, so like, you know, it must be a Commonwealth Games thing. Let's get a giant thing. So like Victoria 2026, Jared, we had the flying tram, of course, remember in Melbourne in 2006. So what are we going to get the flying, I don't know, uh, what's a rig, a a flying Lubick? (laughs) (laughs) This giant Jared floats into, you know, Victoria's own (laughs) Jared Lubick. I think I was going to say almost a giant Shane Warne as a tribute to him, uh, in, in four years time, but, um. Yeah, it just it just worked. But like the bull, can we just talk about the bull? Yeah. Wow, Colin, you the, start this time around. That bull, oh my god. Yeah, and, and I was expecting like, okay, the bull's gonna be over and done with within five minutes. I'm like, wow, this is spectacular. But watch, they're gonna move to something else. They found a way to keep the bull in the stadium. Like that's the best yeah. thing. And I don't know how much. I mean, we didn't have uh, the CBC commentators on this one. I saw the BBC feed. And they were just going on and on about the bull. And then anytime they they did like little interviews and stuff like that. The people, like the, the athletes they were interviewing were going to be like, I think one of them even said like, yeah, the second that everybody's back's turned, I'm sneaking that bull out these back doors and I'm taking it home. Like <laughs> everybody's in love with this bull. And, and if you look up all the reviews of the ceremony, every single one mentions the bull. And I can't remember the last time that there was a ceremony for anything where there was one focal point, maybe Muhammad Ali in Atlanta. The, the last time there was like a, positive though positive but like to have one big talk about like that's what people will remember you you can have like the drums in beijing yeah but like it's been probably that long since there is like a single focal point 
And they knew, obviously, going in, this bull is going to be the showstopper. And it was. And it's not a thing where people are like, oh, yeah, that bull was kind of cool. Like, people are in love with this bull. I mean, when the commentators were finishing, they're like, and there it is, the close or the opening ceremony, the Commonwealth Games. But 100%, the highlight has to be the bull. Like, they could not shut up about it. And that's a good thing. You finally have something that 20 years from now, people are going to remember. But this bull also had a story arc. It came in, it was angry, it had red eyes, it was like, grr! And then all of a sudden, they went through the history that obviously Birmingham was a bit racist, but that they were trying to change. So then there was the happy bull. And then they got angry again and it bled. The poor bull bled. There was dripping blood. I was like, oh, no, don't kill the bull. There's a lot of beef going around for the athletes. But no, bull, poor bull. And then the bull got involved. A showdown of bull and giant Thomas the Tank Engine in the closing yes. ceremony. Like, bring it back. <laughs> Give us a custard. fight. <laughs> yeah, like, just cust- custard fight with bull and Thomas the Tank. I'd like, you know, like I, I was just like, oh, you know, no Bing Dwendwin. But I mean, this bull's already better than the what the hell is oh, he yeah. mascot called? Benny the Bull or whatever the freak that other the, the real <laughs> Perry the Bull. Um, you know, screw Perry the Bull. I want giant bull. <laughs> like, all the, I want, I want in the lawn bowls. I want giant bull in the crowd. <laughs> <laughs> bowl the bull. <laughs> you know, the cricket. I want it in the crowd. <laughs> Cut the stick. <laughs> this bull want, is awesome. The bull just to interrupt, you know, the hundred meter butterfly and just all of a sudden splash all the other one and everybody else flies out of the pool. You know, you see like all these clips of, you know, oh, Prince Charles made a surprise visit to like the fan zone. Fuck Prince Charles on the bull. (laughs) Everyone's going like, oh, Prince Charles on the bull. Everyone line up. There it is. I want the bull to storm into Buckingham Palace and come out with the queen in his teeth and be like, yeah. you're attending the closing ceremony. You're not skipping this one. <laughs> yeah, queen, lazy. All right, start the road. <laughs> we establish it's within half an hour of every single place in the world or something like that. But, um, oh, Jared, what else can we say about the bull? I don't know. I feel like it's all been said. I Even just like the hype of them bringing it in there was like the suspense of like these like massive chains and like the smoke and you couldn't see like exactly what they were gonna like pull in and like just yeah like you said from just like the simple things of just like the red eye to like the white eye to the blood and like and then removing like it's like helmet thing and and then that being kind of like a podium like it was just so good. And the fact that, like we said, it stayed there. It just stayed there for like the whole ceremony. It wasn't like on the stage and off. It was just there for like the whole thing. Like athletes parade, it's still there. End of like the ceremony, it's like, it's still there. So it was just, it was such a highlight of like what also like everything around it was great as well. Did we not just want like Prince Charles, you know, I've got a message from my mother on behalf of all the athletes of Travel Journey. Fucking hell, that ball is amazing. Give it up for the ball, everyone. Let's everyone give a cheer for the ball. Um, I, I, they, they had better have like the next games that the UK has. The queen parachuting in <laughs> yeah. with the bull instead of Daniel yeah. Craig next time. <laughs> this thing's the new um, James Bond. <laughs> do you remember Salt Lake, the closing ceremony when they had the giant T-Rex heads voiced by like the Osmonds? Um, <laughs> like they never sadly took off. An underrated, uh, you know, ceremony moment. The two giant T-Rex heads from Salt Lake 2002. But I mean, I feel this bull has eclipsed the, the T-Rex heads basically uh, with that going on I want to talk about a couple other things too with it as well but um given we are actually recording this uh while day one has started 
And we actually, the rare feat of releasing this, kind of similar to what we do during the Olympics and basically releasing this straight after recording. Got to um, mention a couple of things. And so let's bring back a popular segment. Breaking news <laughs> in the lawn bowls after end 20, 20 ends in lawn bowls. <laughs> Scotland 18, Northern Ireland 14. Who's your money on there, Jared? It's got to be the Scots, right? Got to be the Scots. Colin, there's an upset in the cards for Northern yeah. Ireland here. No, no, you got to stick with Braveheart. Um, although, wait, they joined with uh, Ireland in Braveheart. But, but yeah, Mel Gibson. Mel Gibson. Go with Mel Gibson. Are they Gibson. wearing kilts on the bowling green or is that not allowed? <laughs> the, I can't see oh. kilts, but it's on that. The best outfit of all the freaking mm-hmm. uh, countries was yeah. definitely Scotland. Holy wow. crap, they look good. Um, I, uh, also, I, I, was, just- I was trying to rank as we were going along uh, throughout the, the, the parade of athletes. Cook Islands came out like second. I'm like, oh, you're not going to top Cook Islands. And then Scotland came out. And I thought I was going to be the only one here, but no, Scotland, 100%. I want I that to Ca- be like every every outfit they have. Like, it, I want them wearing that in the swimming, you know? <laughs> I thought Cameroon was going to win, but yeah, they came out. Um, and also, just quickly, breaking news in the cricket. Um, India batting first, a target of 155. Reasonable, decent, uh, solid effort. Australia bowled quite well. But after only 3.2 overs, Australia 3 for 29. Up a bit of shit creek, Jared, with the paddle. Uh, what's going on here? Uh, nothing like, a, like an early loss to uh, give a false sense of security to the rest of the competition. Everyone's talking about this being a gold medal lock. You you can just like throw away the key. This is locked and signed, still delivered. The Australian women's cricket team are just unbeatable. But right now we are getting beaten by India. So uh, there you go, Colin. Thoughts? Uh, you got the cricket. You glued to the cricket. You love the cricket. I, I'm, I'm going to give my first criticism here for CBC's coverage uh, that they two weeks ago. Oh, as a fight is breaking out between Canada and Wales in rugby. Wow. No. Uh, <laughs> Colin, try that again. Breaking news in the rugby. Breaking news. <laughs> a fight almost broke out. Now they're high fiving. That's uh, disappointing. That's the Canadian way. Sadly. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> we are going to bash the shit out of you. Oh no! It's all right. High five. Um, uh, yes. What was the question again? Something about India, right? Cricket. CBC. Cricket, you right. said it was shit or something. Uh, I mean, I'm just having trouble finding anything. Right? Like I stopped on rugby because I'm like, okay, I actually, you know, can watch Canadians right now, but they're two weeks or whatever, 10 days to put together their coverage. I was kind of hoping this would be like, uh, even what DAZN had, uh, in the, the, the last ones where you could just look up and see the sports that are running, which is what CBC does for every Olympics. Pick your sport. Here they have six Commonwealth Games, Channel 1, Channel 2, all the way to Channel 6. doesn't say what's on it. It's not even listed in order. I look at it like Channel 2 is first, then Channel 5, then Channel 1. Like, I got to click on each of these individually to see what's on it. Like, I feel like I'm back in the dark ages here. Television, you're turning the dial to see what's on each channel. I don't even know what's on right now. Well, I will say 7 Plus have got all the uh, channels, so uh, you can do that. But uh, I just want to quickly add before we get back to the opening ceremony, uh, gee, the crowds are flocking to these events in Birmingham on day one. I mean, god damn, lawn bowls can't see a single person in the crowd, I think. And Edgbaston, a pretty prominent cricket ground there in uh, England, woof, there's more empty seats than people. Uh, gee, Birmingham love the Commonwealth Games, can't get enough of them. Um, but uh, with the opening ceremony, I'll talk about the Prater Nations, but a couple of little criticisms. Um, what was this whole thing about, hey, let's interrupt the Parade of Nations by interviewing oh. Jenny Jenkins from St. Kitts and Nevis. <laughs> Jenny, 
you qualified for squash. <laughs> you must be proud. <laughs> um, and then also let's interrupt with random celebrities from countries, including Australia's own Adam Hills, who I know is a pretty big deal in the UK and quite famous here. But then it was like, let's, was it Bahamas for Lenny Kravitz? Yeah. I'm getting that right. <laughs> like, I'm sorry. Lenny, oh, fuck India just got another wicket. We're getting screwed here. Um, I can't believe this. Uh, Lenny Kravitz had no idea what he was doing. He was like, how much are I getting paid? What do I have to say? Hey, everyone. Lenny Kravitz here. I hope you're all going to enjoy the Olympic, uh, the, uh, the Commonwealth game. What the fuck? Go team, Bahamas. Go team, and- U.S. No, Bahamas? What? <laughs> okay, Bahamas. Is that where I'm from? Um, like... <laughs> I, I, okay, let's do something a little bit different. And I guess the Commonwealth Games are always kind of like, let's not be the Olympics, so let's try this. But, like, Jared, like, it just took away from it. And, I mean, I'll get to Channel 7's not very brilliant uh, way of introducing the country shortly. But, like, I mean, imagine if you're watching this. It doesn't matter even if you're in Australia, Canada, anywhere, because this was obviously just like a world feed. Um, like, if you're watching from, like, I don't know, Botswana or something like that, all of a sudden you're getting an interview still with some Australian. Like, I'm, I'm, I want to see Botswana. Like, why do we have to interrupt other countries coming to the stadium to see these random interviews? Yeah, it was odd, especially, like, to be, with Australia being first and then us getting, like, the Adam Hill segment. Like, initially I'm like, oh, is this just they've done one of these for every country and, and it's just on, like, your individual country's feed. Like, you're not going to see anybody else. But then the fact that it was like one person per like region that they picked and then they do like special shout out to like this country, but then also just like go this certain region. Good for you. Um, It was just, it was odd. And then the fact that like, I mean, it makes sense because they're hosting, but the fact that then like Europe had like multiple people and then other like regions only had one and then you had well-known people and then just like randoms. It just, it's probably the one point where I'd say that like it, it, it kind of dragged and you're right that it took away from like countries coming out and just like getting missed. And as well as like those side interviews as well with like the athletes, I was like, well, I don't know why we're like cutting away from this. It doesn't make any sense. Do it in between like the regions or something like that. Like don't take over another country. And then it's also like the stand-up comedians in the middle, like Lenny Henry or whatever. He's a funny guy. But like like the other people, like why did all the women comedians shout? They're like, hi, Lenny, I'm It's like, get off the fucking stage. Bring back the ball. Um, but yeah, it was just, it was odd. And Colin, like Canada, like of all the countries yeah. where they can get like, like where was fucking Bieber or like Alanis Morris. Like, I mean, God, take your pick, everyone from Gretzky, anyone. They interviewed one random Canadian for like two seconds, but not even Canada gets it. Like, come on. You're like number three in the Commonwealth of all these countries. You should be up there. I, I don't know if, if I just blinked as well when it was going on, but like, I swear one of those interviews must have interrupted Canada because I just sort of heard them say, yeah, and there's Canada. And I look over and like one second later, it's gone. And I'm like, okay, so does that mean we're coming out next? Like, it was just over and done. I, I pretty much missed Canada's entrance. Um, I, I, I was kind of hoping, like, a, a few of the countries did it right. Um, was it um, uh, Kenya? They had uh, Mis- Mr. Marathon from, like, the last two Olympics. It was mm-hmm. Eliud, mm-hmm. Eliud Kipchoge or whatever. Yeah. Uh, he, uh, you know, he obviously wasn't there. It, his was also kind of confusing because he was saying, it's like, you know, unfortunately, I couldn't be there. They're talking about, you know, yeah, he... Uh, he was going to compete, but he decided to drop out. But then he he ended up by saying, I'll see you soon. And I'm like, 
Wait, so is he coming for something? Is he in lawn bowls? Like, is he in something else? <laughs> He's DJing with the ball in the closing ceremony. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the same bolt style. But, but like some of the, like, like Ken, you okay, you get it right. Put somebody out there. It's like, they're not going to be there. We could have had Penny Alexiaker. You know, let's throw Andre DeGrasse since he dropped out 48 hours before the event, which I'm sure we'll also get to. But yeah, this, at first I'm like, okay, this is kind of a cool idea. But then the other problem is, you know, this isn't the Olympics where you'll have even the larger countries like Canada or Australia, where you've got, you know, hundreds of athletes and it takes six minutes before they're done. So they have time to kill. Most of these countries are like, I, I, I think it was um, uh, one country had like one athlete, you know, obviously. And um, I, I, I can't remember what the name was. The, uh, the Norfolk Islands, I think they had. We like, didn't see them at all. They were doing an in, which is, and they're basically Australia. Oh, so like the, I think channel seven were a bit pissed that we didn't get to see Norfolk Island. Oh, I, I actually got to see them. And, and, Luckily, they had enough time to throw in a brief bit of commentary and be like, yeah, there are 10 athletes or 20 people. And if you include the the coaches there, but only 2000 population. So Mm. when you had a chance to actually focus on these countries, it's nice that you had like these shorter entrances because you could get more focused commentary. But then you're interrupting for that with the interviews. And then the interviews don't always make sense. Uh, I do want to have one shout out because I know you mentioned Botswana. I'm going to send you both a picture. So I'm pretty sure this was Botswana. Uh, when they're entering, there was one guy and I, I barely, it's, it's a little bit blurry. You can see it in the corner, a guy who carried his own chair into the, <laughs> the stadium. Uh, and to me, it looked like he's going into a pro wrestling match, like a hardcore match where he's bringing the own chair, getting ready for like, you know, some type of rumble here. <laughs> I, I look at this guy. I'm like, why is he carrying his own chair? Is he going to attack something or is he just not comfortable with the chairs they have in the stadium? I think he's uh, very frugal Botswana. They're a very frugal nation. <laughs> They, they don't, they're like, no, 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 we, we brought our own chair. That's all right. You, somebody else can sit in that seat. Get, sell another yeah, ticket. Or he's just worried about the bull. He's like, that, that bull's been standing for a while. <laughs> it was a red? Was it down. like a cape? He's like, come on, bull. <laughs> come on. Ole. <laughs> That's what they actually did after the closing ceremony, after opening ceremony. Fun story. They just opened the gates. It was running with the bulls. It was, <laughs> we're in Spain. That's why there's no crowds. They're all out in the streets celebrating with the bull. <laughs> Uh, I didn't see that though as a chair, but that's, a, that's hilarious. But um, yeah, it was, it was just interesting. Like, you know, I, I remember like the, the Gold Coast one, you had like that one guy in the middle announcing all the countries, but like just, it was just odd the way. And like, what were the signs? Did somebody just like go to like the local high school and we're just like, yeah, get a piece of cardboard, write Australia on it. That'll be right. And they're walking out like with this piece of card. There's like Canada, Botswana. <laughs> Like it's like, what the hell? I've got to say, just with the uniforms, um, I like I don't think Australia gets a memo on the Commonwealth Games. Every country seems to just have a bit of fun, a bit casual, a bit relaxed. I mean, England, I think, just like rocked down to like Walmart, just got a red jacket and some slacks, and that was it. You know, Scotland obviously got it. Canada's was, you know, it was fine. But like Australia, we're all formal, dressed to the nines, like the nice jacket and all, like very Empire Games of the 30s. Like, and we were first out. So it was just kind of like, oh, yes, everyone, we're Australia and England. Everyone's like, oh, fuck Australia, we're going to dress like this. Uh, I'll, I'll comment on that. Cause I, I just thought I you, I, I stopped cause I sound yeah. like you wanted to say something. So that's why I thought yeah, I went there. I know we've talked about this in one of the, or two of the past Olympics. Like I don't really understand. And it, it seems like it's, you know, for the most part love there, but it, it, just in general, Australia always has very formal attire. Like there's always like the, the coats well, and everything. And go back and look at our Athens, 2004 attire <laughs> and then tell me what you think. That's about why that. it has to be. Yeah, like that's this. the reason why <laughs> After Athens, we went formal. <laughs> 
We basically yeah, just I mean, showed up in a like a, a what was it like a spray jacket, wasn't it, with a couple of squiggly lines? It was embarrassing. I mean, I'll still say I think I prefer your very formal attire uh, for these games over Canada's uh, Canadian tuxedo or whatever the jean jackets and the the giant parkas that we had in the last couple of games. But for Canada, but but yeah, like you guys are so formal. I'm like that does not look comfortable. I, I would not want to wear that. <laughs> And wasn't it like 40 degrees in the UK, like only like a week ago? So obviously, you know, it wasn't that. Um, I always talk about Scotland. I love Cameroons. Uh, there was a couple other great ones there. But um, Jared, anything to mention on, I guess, the Parade Nations of Clothing? I did like the, um, I, was it Papua New Guinea had a shirtless flag bearer? Um, and <laughs> Emma Freeman, good friend of Off the Podium, being on this show. Oh, that's the same guy who was in the opening ceremony the last couple of And Matt was like, uh, no, that was Tonga, Emma. This is a different <laughs> one. <laughs> I don't know. If, is that, like, racist or is that just, like, a bit, like, mm, get to, you know, a bit confusing there. But, you know, Pacific Island Nation, sure, but a uh, different one there. But, uh, yeah, Jared, anything else to add on the Parade of Nations, clothing, et cetera, et cetera? Not much. I'm with you. I feel like Cameroon like killed it as well. As soon as like they cut to like the African nations, there was so much more color. It was so much more exciting. Uh, their uniforms were just so much better than from from like I don't know Australia's uptightness. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I think to me, it, like you mentioned it before, with, like the female comedians. I don't know why they needed different people to introduce each region, especially yeah. when they doubled up. Yeah. At the end, it, like it didn't make sense. I'm like, did somebody pull out last minute? <laughs> and if, if you're going to do that, like why not have a person from each of the regions? Like have a somebody from Asia, have somebody from Africa, have like a Oceania. Like that would make sense. Um, so, yeah, but it was just a bit weird. Um, I don't know if we're just like, oh, we watch the Olympics. So this is a bit, you know, whatever. But uh, Colin, and I, I'd love to know, Colin, was Jamie watching this? Did Jamie have any comments on any of the uh, outfits or perving on the uh, flag the bearers or anything? <laughs> <laughs> no, but I'm actually like, because I was talking this up so much, she's like, oh, that sounds interesting. So uh, CBC, their TV coverage doesn't start until tomorrow. They got like a four hour block. So if they, if they show it again, I'll definitely uh, show it to her and get some opinions on the shirtless men. Uh, one thing I want to uh, quickly add, uh, I don't know if you're going to touch on this all, but the 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 Queen's baton. The, the, I will the get, I'll get to that. Okay, good. Because, yeah, that I, was I, another I, highlight. I, I was going to get to that. Yeah, absolutely. Because I just a couple of things I just want to say on the Parade of Nations. Um, with the, the playlist was amazing. Uh, apparently there's a Spotify list you can get it. So all, like, just English music. Like, really, really good. Um, but... Flag bearers, this is my one gripe here, and I, I can feel like I can get away with this now because I don't work for them anymore. But, like, <laughs> love you, Emma Freeman. Love you, Matt Shermanton, and the other woman too. They were good. But, like, what happened to the the flag bearer of the – like, I don't think they mentioned besides our own. I, like, I'm looking this up right now and going, like, okay, they're the flag bearers. I saw Canada's. We can talk about them. But, like, there was no mention of the flag bearers. Um, it felt a bit odd and, like – it wasn't quite, you know, the doom and gloom of Tokyo. Like, on here's Afghanistan, they were invaded, and, oh, here's this one. Oh, and, you know, they kept it up light and everything, but there was still a couple of faux pas. My particular favourite was um, Matt Shervington when he's – this was when the great country of Guernsey came out. Remember that blinking kangaroo in 1982? That was their first medal, Guernsey. <laughs> It's like, I think you meant to say they got their first medal in 1982. The, the, the giant kangaroo was their first medal in 1982, Matt. But, um, yeah, like the flag bearers. So Canada's flag bearers was uh, Josh Cassidy, para-athletics, para and is it Maud Sharon, the weightlifter who won gold 
in uh, Tokyo last year. And for Australia, uh, we had Rachel Grinham from Squash, who was what, her seventh Commonwealth Games, I believe she's in. And Eddie Ockenden, Tasmania's own guy who I used to let score all those goals against me. Personal connection to Eddie Ockenden in his, I think, fourth Commonwealth Games. So uh, there you go. I like that. Uh, just quickly, Jared, just, I mean, good choices. I mean, obviously, you go to seven Commonwealth Games. I think you deserve it. And Eddie's a, a legend of, of hockey. I mean, I, I would put him up for an Olympic flag bearer if he goes to another Games in Paris. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I mean, I think two very solid choices. Yeah, great choices. I think, too, like they like mentioned it a couple of times, with the fact that, like, Eddie, like, three Commonwealth Games, three gold medals, like, You'd want to be winning at the 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 year flag bearer, but um, I agree with you. I just found it weird that they didn't mention like the flag bearers for maybe they mentioned it for one other country other than Australia, and I don't know why that just isn't a graphic. Yeah, like because yeah. we know all the time that it gets missed and we cut away and something happens. Just have it as a graphic on the screen. Tell me their names. Tell me like what sport they're in. Tell me what medals they won. It's like it's not that hard to to like get that information and put up on the screen just so like you're covered. And you have it all. They, they have lists. They have everything given to them. Like, I've seen it. Like, I see what all the information they get. So, it's not like they don't have it. Um, and even here, though, like, I'm simply looking at a Wikipedia article. I'm not looking at official press release. They haven't filled all this in. But, like, for example, like, yeah, like, the big nations, like, I mean, England, the host nation, who, like, that should be straight away. Like, who are the, the flag bearers for England? And if you want to know at home, it was Jack Lawher, Laffer, a diver, and Emily Campbell, a weightlifter. Um, you know, Scotland, uh, it was Mickey Yule, a para powerlifter and Kirsty Gilmore, a badminton athlete, uh, you know, people like that. And like, yeah, I saw Canada's like the press release and news article for them with Josh and Maud. Um, so yeah, a bit there, but yeah, anyway, uh, Colin, you're like, was this a, a shock? Were you happy with Canada's flag bearers? I mean, I mean, obviously Maud, uh, big deal, but, uh, I don't know much about Josh. If you know anything about Josh. No, I don't know anything about him other than uh, what I read when they announced it. Um, I, I was glad they had Maud there, though, because I, I think we've, it, what was it, our preview episode a week and a half ago, saying, like, outside of Penny Alexiak, we've got pretty much everybody going. And then <laughs> a week and a half later, we got almost nobody going. So it, for me, I was just relieved. I'm like, oh, we've got one of our, our heavy hitters here. We've got our one of our you know Olympic gold medalists. And I, I think we talked about uh, during um, the, the Olympics with Maud, she uh, – she kind of became more famous, not just for the, the gold medal, but because she did an interview where she said she wanted to eat like endless candy and popcorn afterwards. And so somebody actually provided her endless candy and popcorn. Uh, we'll see if that uh, will affect her performance now about two years later. She'll just vomit it everywhere. Um, breaking news <laughs> in the cricket. After 7.2 overs, Australia 5 for 49. Fuck. I just, Jared. I just found the cricket too. Uh <laughs> It's oh, here. You, there it is. Now, now, um, Jared, quick thoughts on this. Like, this is this is not looking good. This is not looking good at all. No, there, there was hasn't been a turnaround since we've uh, since we've been on air. No, they, um, they seem to hit a couple of fours mm. every now and then. But as soon as they hit like two or three fours, all of a sudden it's like boom, wicked. And they, they keep cutting to this one Indian fan in the crowd who is loving life. The one, the Wait, one fan in the I was crowd. Gonna, the one Indian fan. Or the one fan. <laughs> 
Um, Colin, what are you thinking? Like, you watching this right now? Like, I mean, we know we've talked a bit about cricket, but like, are you understanding any of the words that are coming in my yep. mouth when I say they're like five to forty nine? Do you know what that means? Oh, I'm like, is it, does it go into triple, quadruple digits? I don't know what a normal score is. <laughs> it's going to take me these whole games to figure this game out. If India get ten wickets, so they're halfway there, they win. But if, if they get those ten wickets before Australia reaches the target. So Australia need 105 runs still to win this game. Um, and they've got what? Uh, six, uh, they've got 12.2 overs to go. So that's 76 deliveries. So they basically get 104 <laughs> runs off like 76 ball, kind of like a pitch, if that makes like mm. baseball terminology. They, they just have this uh, one Australian player, Grace Harris. Um, I, I don't know what the term is. Is it, is it still like, like baseball at bat? She was at bat or whatever. And Facing, the look on her face, yeah. the, the look on her face was essentially, I shouldn't have come. I don't want to yeah. be here. This was a mistake. <laughs> what do you call that? Facing on strike? On strike. That's what you basically say. Cricket. Yeah. Um, yeah. God, this is not looking good. Uh, and breaking Barney news. Call up for the next round, I think. Yeah, I reckon. <laughs> she, she did play cricket, didn't she? Um, oh, I was going to say breaking news in the lawn bowls, but it's finished. Oh, that's a bit of a shame. Um, yeah. Other bits in there. One thing I thought of actually just with the ball, like when it came in, just back to the ball, because why wouldn't we be there? I think it's a bit Trojan horsey. Wouldn't it be hilarious if all of a sudden, like, you know, they've, they've left the ball in the stadium. They've Everyone's turned the lights off and everything. And then Team USA just come out of it. Yeah, we've got here. We're in the Commonwealth Games. Trojan horse style. We've done it. Yes. And then, like, you turn on. It's like, oh, and Team USA entering the netball. Where did they come from? Ha-ha, we're in the ball. You fell for it. Um, yeah, the rest of the, like, the um, the Queen's baton. Uh, yeah, it was kind of cool how they did the, like, yeah, the acrobatics that you're talking about. I had to laugh, though, the fact that the um, the final um, torchbearer, the baton, I'll get a name in a second, how she's the president of, the, like, the organisation. Like, I know she's obviously, like, a Commonwealth Games gold medalist. Like, they didn't really search far, did they? Like, <laughs> sitting around a meeting. Mm. All right, great English Commonwealth Games. Who's going, uh, Jenny, you won a gold. Would you like, oh, sure, all right, why not? <laughs> Um, but other than that, it was cool. But I thought she actually handed it directly to Charles. Like, I think Sally did back in the Gold Coast. Like, is Charles a bit scared of COVID or something? Jared, like, why did why did she hand it to a person who then handed it to Chucky? I don't know. They struggled too to get the note out, didn't they? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. And also, where's, where's Boris? Where's the Prime Minister? I know he's only Prime Minister for like another month, but he could have at least showed up. Malcolm showed up back in Gold Coast. So, lazy. Boris, um, He's trying to drag the queen. the queen out of bed. Yeah, was well, the queen bloody hell, Queenie? Come on, send your son to do it. a bit of a morbid thought. Um, but we're used to killing people on these shows. Um, is this the last ever Queen's baton relay we will get? Will we have the King's baton relay by Victoria? No, 2026? she's outliving Charles. What are you talking about? You out think, of spite? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How would he be? He dies, and then uh, and then all of a sudden the queen's like, "Oh fuck it, I mean for another mm. ten years." And then William just sitting around going, "Oh fuck, <laughs> I'm never getting it." Um, Jared, anything on the Queen's Batten? Uh, nothing to add. I thought it looked cool. You know, it's a nice as far as Battens go. It was up there. Yeah, it's a cool little Batten. And I, I, it's one thing I actually don't mind about the Queen's Batten. Ways it's literally the same thing. You hand it like 
obviously off to people, whereas obviously the Olympic one, it's, you know, and that, I mean, it's saving money, isn't it? Like, you know, it's like, it's like the Olympics are so expensive. Those torches are, you know, uh, are dear. Uh, Colin, anything to, uh, I like uh, uh, Tom Daly as well. He, I, I mean, he was a good mm-hmm. choice to be the final baton bearer, but he was the first one. So that was a bit of a shock. Yeah, you know, I also like the montage as opposed to, you know, the Olympic torch. Uh, you can have things like in their little montage where you got people swimming under water holding it. You know, that wouldn't fly with a torch. So uh, oh, they had a good variety of stuff. They did that in, um, for Sydney 2000. They got a special, because they had it in the Great Barrier Reef. They got some special thing on the flame and had it underwater. So, oh, oh underwater flame. Okay, I'm going to have to go back and watch that. <laughs> You've yeah. just blown my mind, Waterworth. Yeah. Um, <laughs> they, did yeah, you like know that- they took it into space for Sochi? I bet you didn't know that. <laughs> they took the Olympic flame into space for the Sochi Olympics. There's another one for you. Well, fine. Then I'm not so impressed with acrobats and swimming underwater anymore. Uh, <laughs> but no, like the, the, that acrobat thing, especially like that was fantastic when they had like those circular podiums and everything. And they're, they're hoisting the guy up there. Um, it, it, yeah, it's fantastic. Uh, I, I don't know about handing it off to Charles. Maybe uh, uh, is, is who, who is the person that he didn't want to take it from? Cause I wasn't even paying attention at that point. It was, uh, yeah, I'm trying to find a name. I'm, I feel really bad that I haven't got a name uh, right in front of me here. Um, but yeah, like she just like handed it to I don't know admin person who then <laughs> handed it to Charles. Like your one job at the Birmingham Organising Olympics is to hand the baton to Prince Charles. <laughs> um, so yeah, uh, uh, where is it? Uh, Place message uh, baton Prince Charles. <laughs> yeah, she's obviously not a household name to Australians. Um, so anyway, I'll find this. Uh, sorry, Colin, do you have more to add? Well- uh, you just got me thinking when you said this is the last time it's going to be the Queen's baton. I mean, imagine we don't know who's going to come in next. It could be the Royal They Them baton next time. Well, that's true. That's a, that's a very good uh, point there. Um, yeah, it's, it's one of those little things, though, that I think that, um, you, you know, like all these interesting moments of what will happen when sadly the Queen dies. So um, make one more appearance. Come on, shut up the closing ceremony, you lazy bat. Um, <laughs> I don't want to be mean to her. She's old. Um, can we just mention Duran Duran? Like, come on. Oh. Like that was, did you, did you get a bit excited? Colin, a bit of Wii came out. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I, I, I actually missed the first one cause my, my feed froze, uh, like I guess right before they came out. So it kind of looked like, oh, this might be the end of the closing ceremony or the opening ceremonies. So I'm like, uh, you know, it's probably the end. But then I'm like, no, let me try to refresh my page. And I refresh it. And like a couple minutes later, it comes in and they're in mid song. So I don't know what the, the first song they did was. But uh, I mean, good set list. Uh, I mentioned how they had the, uh, what was it? The, the Queen's Jubilee where Duran Duran performed there. Uh, so, I mean, they, they've been making the rounds in the last uh, month or so. Uh, was a view to a kill on this one? I don't know. No, they did. was like Earth something song not earth song wasn't michael jackson was something, earth song. something song. and then they did that ordinary world or whatever the yeah or whatever that song is I, at the end but no they I, didn't I sadly the or, they didn't do a view kill. yeah ordinary world especially i mean that was a great closing that they did um uh and they look like they're having fun too it's not we're here by contractual obligation as citizens yeah. of birmingham simon lebon looking great and what the um the guy was like in the pink or yellow suit with the tie, oh yeah like love and life like i remember like glasgow rod stewart Underrated. Like, we don't talk much about Rod Stewart and Glasgow Twin. And Kylie came out and sang, you know, Scotland's own Kylie Minogue uh, sang in the closing ceremony of the 2014 Commonwealth Games. But, uh, no, good. Like, uh, you know, you'd expect them maybe an Olympic. Like, Duran Duran. But I think 
they no, they didn't perform in London 2012. I don't think they did. But um, they were cut good for them. Yeah, well, <laughs> James Bond. Good for them. Duran Duran. The Commonwealth Games not below them. And, and you know what? We actually were pretty good on our predictions when we went through all the people, other than yeah. you know the the custard powder and uh, Thomas the Tank Engine. No ELO, uh, but because, that'll probably save them for the well. Closing. But they, they they played two ELO songs during mm. the Parade of Nations, so yeah. I mean, technically they were there. Yeah, and then we had uh, one not Geezer Butler, but another Black Sabbath guy. Uh, who barely had a pulse, but he was there. <laughs> <laughs> Got to say, obviously they love the final uh, baton bearer of the... I cannot find the name of the final <laughs> baton bearer. Not on any news stories or anything. Like, I mean, God. Remember when Sally was the last carrier in Gold Coast? That made the news everyone. The next day she basically said that she wasn't running anymore. But sorry, lady who did it. I'm sure you're a very big deal. Um, huge Wh- whoever deal. was actually supposed to be dropped out. And they grabbed the hot dog vendor to come over. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, Actually, we're one, going to we're going to pretend you're somebody important. We'll just never release your name to the press. One really fun fact that I'm actually really excited for, which I did not know this, and this kind of ties into our tie-breaking country. The one little fun fact they mentioned about Uganda. Uganda has the shortest national anthem in the world. And they said it only goes for like eight bars or whatever. They have to play it three times when they win a gold medal because it is that short. So I, I want to look up the Ugandan national anthem because I said they're winning eight gold medals at these Commonwealth Games. So um, it's like, gonna be Uganda end. <laughs> <laughs> it's literally Uganda. And one more time, Uganda. <laughs> they're all like, oh. Love the country. They're going to change it now. Uganda loves the bull. Uganda <laughs> loves the bull. <laughs> Uganda loves the bull. Da, 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 da. Um, so, obviously, we now look forward to uh, great competition. Uh, one fun fact, which is making a bit of the news here for Australia, is... Breaking we- news? Not breaking news, um, oh. sadly. Uh, normal news from Australia... <laughs> Um, Australia only needs to win 68 gold medals to reach our 1,000th Commonwealth Games gold medal. Now, I'm just looking here at our predictions. Uh, We've all said they should win more than 68. So, Jared, will we win our 1,000th Commonwealth Games gold medal? You know it, 100%. And for Canada, Colin, I will say... You only need to win 16 more gold medals to reach your 500th Ooh. Commonwealth Games gold medal. So, well done, Canada. You can do that. <laughs> you are almost half as good as you now. <laughs> I know. You know, the, the BBC was was uh, hesitant. They mentioned that uh, uh, on their, their commentary when Australia was coming out. They're like, they only need, how, what, 68 more to hit their 1,000th. And they're like, I don't know if they're going to do it, but they'll give it their best shot. <laughs> Now, just to put that into perspective, uh, the US of A in the Summer Olympics have won 1,060 gold medals uh, and combined with Winter Olympics, they've won 1,173. The only nation to have won more than 1,000, if you were to look at the combined winter and summer, uh, behind the USA on 1,173 is Soviet Union on 473 and of the real countries, Germany are 305 <laughs> in third. So... Um, just saying congratulations, Canada. You've already won more gold medals in the Commonwealth Games than most countries have ever done in the Olympics, Colin. Good job. 
How many for Uganda? <laughs> Uganda. <laughs> Uh, I can tell you that you, the great nation of Uganda have won four gold, four silver, three bronze, and 11 in total at the Summer Olympics, and zero gold, zero silver, and zero bronze at the Winter Olympics. Uh, but they're getting there. I'm sure they'll, you know, all the snow that's hitting uh, Uganda very uh, quickly. Um, but, yeah, Andre de Grasse, what happened there, Colin? Uh, we've got to bring this up quickly in terms of... Uh, what happened with the great hope of a four by 100 meter world champion? Yeah. Congratulations, Canada. Yeah. So what happened was four by 100 world champions, uh, <laughs> the, the athletics world championships on over the last two weeks and uh, uh, three out of the four men who won the gold in that, including two that we interviewed. We did we interview uh, Brendan Rodney. We did Brendan and Aaron. Okay. Yeah. Yep. And so I think Look at Brendan Jared, Rodney- Jared knows Jared's nodding. He's yeah. like, oh, they're my favorite <laughs> interviews. Listening to him earlier yeah, I, today. I, I think I think Brandon Rodney dropped out. Uh, I know only one of the, those four decided to stick around. And the other one was, um, I mean, Damian Warner, who was like the athlete of the games, the, 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 the decathlon um, for uh, the, the, what's the last thing? Tokyo, Tokyo. Uh, yes. You know, he wasn't <laughs> able to compete. And But when the, the decathlon was going on, uh, we had like that surprise at one point, uh, was it Pierce LePage? He was in second place behind Damian Warner. Uh, he didn't end up meddling, but he ended up uh, winning the the silver in the World Athletics Championship. So we're like, wow, we we it's not even Damian Warner, and we're that close to a gold medal. Uh, and then he decided to drop it, which really what it comes down to is you know four of our star athletes now from the World Athletics Championships basically figured, hey, I've got my medal now. Commonwealth is beneath me. I don't know. I I think it actually has a lot more to do with you know athletics is different where. You know, you, you you kind of pick and choose your competitions, and uh, I I can't remember if it was um, uh, we had the author of uh, what was it the Joe V Hill biography on. I remember asking him about it, but I think we've asked some of the athletes too that like running too many races going in uh, or, or even coming out of a season is sometimes a reason. Well, that's why the Americans didn't do as well in Tokyo. That was one of the big disappointments is that they were just basically just going every single week. We got it. We got to go. There's another competition. Got to go for another medal, another medal. And uh, I, I think that's what it comes down to. It's like they're picking and choosing. So maybe they kept the Commonwealth games as a backup in case they didn't medal, but because of the world championships and the success that uh, all those guys had, they're like, yeah, you know what? Let's not push our luck. Let's not rush into another competition right away. What's well, obviously that unique situation because of COVID there's so many, you know, like to have them a week apart and obviously the world swimming championships were only like a month ago as well. So it's, yeah, it's stacked calendar. Um, breaking news in the boxing, uh, Australia's own somebody polking horn has just knocked a guy from the Seychelles out like 30 seconds in. So, um, oh, I Jesus. skipped boxing. I saw that was on. I skipped it to watch cricket here. Have you got the breaking news in the cricket? This looks I think, great. I, I think, I, I don't know what's happening. I think Australia's gone. Fuck the cricket. <laughs> Let's go well, to the boxing. <laughs> it, I, I don't know. I don't understand the scores again, but it says 87 to five. So yeah, we're doing uh, a bit better. Okay, well, that's decent. We've scored 30 without a wicket. so that's, Harris that's has got 33, whoever that is. Well, the guy from the Seychelles is about to be carried out of the ring. So, um, <laughs> also, again, a bit nostalgic. I was there four years ago working boxing. Packed stadium every single time out there at uh, Oxenford Studios. Again, can somebody pass the message on to the locals in Birmingham? There's a Commonwealth Games on. Maybe go and get some tickets. 
Uh, one of the empty seats of the they, boxing. They're all hung they were all there drinking for... with the bull. <laughs> yeah, the bull scared everyone oh, out of it. I was going to say in the Gold Coast, they were all just there for bed, apparently. <laughs> like, yeah, well, what's the one thing missing this time? <laughs> um, I just wanted to quickly mention, you talk about that with like the World Athletics Championships. Uh, two off-the-podium guests, Kelsey Lee Barber and Eleanor Patterson, world champions, mm-hmm. uh, and they're coming to the Commonwealth Games. So Australians aren't lazy. Uh, the Commonwealth Games not beneath us, Kyle. They want to win their thousandth gold. <laughs> They're doing it for off the podium, Eleanor and Kelsey. They're like, yeah, we're not going to let them down. One world championship gold, and so now we're going to go and win Commonwealth gold. Going to do it. So, um, congratulations. Seriously, that was obviously uh, great. Any other like athlete news at all from Canada that's happening, or any like people starting to talk up? Uh, Summer McIntosh got a bit of a, yeah. a mention on our. Opening ceremony, uh, talking her up now. What, she's 15 now, 16 now? So obviously yeah, not quite I'll, as young as last year, but. get Getting to Ben's age. Um, Too old now. <laughs> not Ben's actual age. <laughs> Too old uh, for me. Yeah, I, the, the big news with her was that she actually dropped out of, uh, I think it was a 200, the 200 meter something. I don't know uh, all the events, but. The uh, bull swim. She, that, that, the bull swim. Yeah, that's right. She yeah. dropped out when the bull decided to enter the race. But uh, that was one of the events, I think, that she had won uh, in the World Championships. So why she dropped out of that one, I don't know. Maybe it's to focus on something else. But uh, without Penny, she's uh, she's actually become a bigger talking point here in Canada than even like Kylie Mass, who's arguably the, the biggest non-swimming uh, star we have next to Penny Alexiak in this country, maybe in the last like 30 years in this country. And yet everybody loves Summer McIntosh now. So let, let's hope she doesn't drop out of any more. The big one for Australia, Jared, we don't haven't really mentioned this, obviously, Emma McKean in the Olympics, our most successful Olympian. She can win, I think, two more gold to tie both Ian Thorpe, well, all three, sorry, Ian Thorpe, Susie O'Neill, and uh, Liesl Jones for most successful Australian Commonwealth Games athlete. So she should easily do that. I mean, God, yeah. Australian swimming. Come on, she's just already won five gold. She just walked in the building. She'll get the six set we need for our thousandth, surely. Exactly. And also, I just want to say, uh, you know, obviously, proud Tasmanian. Love you, Ariane. You know, you are a great Tasmanian, our first ever individual Olympic gold medalist. We love you to bits. Your dad's a great guy, all that sort of stuff. But seriously, like, I know Harvey Norman are paying you a lot of money, but look a bit happier for your appliances. Like, seriously, those ads are so bland. It's like, I absolutely love coming home and having some great appliances when spending time with my friends and family. Thanks, Harvey Norman. And, like, also, what is with the weird... I'm already onto the ads, but, like, the way the guy says, like, Harvey Norman, proud sponsors of, like... The way the words, it's like, instead of saying, like, the Commonwealth Australian Commonwealth Games Federation, he just says it like he misses a word. It's like, proud sponsor, Commonwealth Games Australia. Like, shouldn't it be proud sponsor of Commonwealth? I don't know. It sounds weird. I don't know if you've noticed that, Jared, but it's strange. No, all right. Uh, if it's Harvey Norman, I know to just tune out. I haven't. One thing I, I mean, I haven't been watching as much of it, paying attention. I, I realize that Home and Away is coming back after the Commonwealth Games. Good. Uh, no ads for The Voice, but I believe Australian Idol is coming back to Channel Seven now, Jared. So we're gonna get. They yes. need, they need to fill up the Eurovision uh, entries for the next. <laughs> the, years. the original, the original, and the best, or whatever they're advertising it as. Oh. Yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, a couple of also things before we go. Uh, well, actually, we'd not even mentioned a certain swimmer who is now a swimmer for Australia, Jared. Cody freaking Simpson. 
have we not talked about him? You, Colin, have you heard of Cody Simpson, a pop You've singer? You've mentioned him, yeah. I've mentioned him. So he was like Australia's Justin Bieber for a couple of years, mm-hmm. like about 10 years ago. I think like... Winner of the right. Masked Singer. I mean, that's that's more impressive, oh, isn't I it? I mean, God, was on his resume. I think like he got a couple of top 10s in the US. Like he did all right. I, one of the girls I met in New York was a massive Cody Simpson fan. And I'm like, oh, okay. So anyway, he's qualified. Now they're talking him up as a potential medal winner. Like, is Justin Bieber going to be competing for Canada in four years? I mean, where did this come from, Jared? I know he was a swimmer beforehand, but no one ever knew him as a swimmer until after he was this, like, he was an annoying pop singer too. He wasn't, like, any good songs. I remember him. Yeah, it's funny. It's just so, it really came out of nowhere. I mean, it probably didn't, but it just feels like it came out of nowhere. Like, he could qualify, and then he was very much, like, on the fence, and now, like, he's got through, and he's now through to the semis, and he's power couple with Emma, like, He's just everywhere at the moment. That's right. And yeah, that's actually, that's a good point. I didn't even realise he's dating Emma. Like, where did this come from? I don't know, but now he gets to be on all, all the, like, athletes ads, like he's this big hope. I'm like, he's never won. <laughs> he's never won a medal before. Why he's on TV on right now. <laughs> it's like, he's literally like, yeah, it's it's strange. Like, Colin, I'm saying this now, Justin Bieber for Victoria 2026. Well, no, no, I'm saying this now. I mean, the 4 by 100 has been decimated. Our 4 by 100 is now going to include Justin Bieber, Drake, and The Weeknd. <laughs> oh, wow. Throw in Alanis Morissette for the mix team. Celine Avril Levine in the Avril Levine in the diving. <laughs> well, Avril Levine's got a disease, as you always like to point out, so I don't know how she's going to go. Um, I mean, you know, sure, um, throw in some KD Lang, you know. <laughs> Chad Kroger for the weightlifting. He'd be a weightlifter, wouldn't he? <laughs> With that voice. Look at this weightlifting. Gonna lift it on my head. <laughs> That's how they get kids back into the Commonwealth Games. Giant balls and, like, pops. Like, Rihanna. Like, where was her cameo for mm. Barbados? Oh. Like, oh. come on. She's going to be, what's she competing in, Colin? Besides your heart. I lo- life. Life. <laughs> <laughs> Who do we want to see representing Scotland? Shirley Manson? She can, you know, <laughs> br- bring up the Shirley for that. Um, yeah, Channel 7's really given up on the cricket, haven't we? Because we're now uh, breaking news in the rugby. We're watching New Zealand play, is that South Africa? Sri Lanka. Oh, traditional rivals in the rugby seven, Sri Lanka versus New Zealand. Oh, wow. If this isn't like 100 nothing by halftime, then <laughs> I don't know rugby. Um should mention uh, Linton Phillip commented on our uh, post during the oh, week. I thought you finally Linton. discovered who handed the baton to Charles. <laughs> it's probably Linton Phillip. <laughs> um, <laughs> comment on our post. She said, "Love your." She said, "Love your podium." Thank you. It's brand new. Would be great to be more positive about the event, though. Well, I, I think we've done a very good job I, in this episode. No, I, I wondered about that because after that uh, preview episode did came out, I read that comment. I'm like, did we say anything negative? I'm pretty sure we were very positive about it. I was having a bit of fun. We'll take ah, just the usual up. bagging just up the, the Brits, you know. <laughs> yeah, just I mean, but they proved us pitch. wrong. They needed that. They, they yeah. needed that. It's, they it's a reality it was, check. <laughs> it was us that pushed mm. them to the success in the opening ceremonies. Yes, that's why I'm calling this right now. Paris 2024 are going to be the best Olympics of all time because of all the shit that I gave them for about three years. So, like, you, you watch know what them. they did? Ha-ha, ben, what the worst hit us? We got to put on their best opening ceremony. The organizing committee was just like sweating bullets listening to our preview episodes. Like, oh, oh, they're on to us. We're shabs. What do we need? A bull. What are we going to say if we put a bull out there? Nothing. 
Nothing! With, Off the podium, with, we're giving you a ball! Try to criticize us then! We're so influential. Like, we talk about this curse about not winning, like, gold medals and that all the time, but hell, we produce great openings, so that's uh. it. You're on notice, Brisbane 2032. If I do not see Kieran Perkins falling over and Stephen Bradbury lighting the thing, I am going to, like, get extremely pissed off. And New Zealand have already scored a try. Of course I have. Um, <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah, opening ceremonies, you're welcome. Can, can, I'm, I'm just trying to decipher here, need 52 more for 40 balls. Oh. Am I ever going to understand cricket here? <laughs> what does this mean? So for, 40 balls basically is like the equivalent of 40 pitches in baseball. Like So 40 times you throw the ball. So if you watch it when oh, one of the okay. women comes in, she like – overarm and like throws the ball yeah. towards the batter that is a a ball or a delivery so she's got mm. 40 they've got 40 more of them to score fit so that's australia's in a good position runs. 52 runs of 40 balls which you can oh, get by running or hitting it over the boundary or to the boundary this <laughs> yeah. is what we need i just need you guys on the line anytime i watch cricket because i've already understood more in this conversation than i have what's, in the last five years trying to watch it so you said before the number was like five for 80 what's the number is it still five wow six? Six. 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 Oh, we've got it in the bag oh. you got it what were you worried about it. <laughs> 52 or 40 that's easy with six with your four like if you were nine for like and you need yeah maybe screw it and oh by the way new zealand are just about to score another try so um, was, is cody cody simpson is now at bat here uh yeah. <laughs> cricket. she's looking good cody uh, <laughs> she's doing uh she's doing very uh very well also quick shout out to uh our good friends over at keep the flame alive podcast uh, we asked the question, what did people think of the opening ceremony? Uh, they replied and said, I heard there was a lot of bull. Well, yes, there was. <laughs> um, also, I should point out, we put a poll up on our uh, Instagram where we asked, uh, did, what did you think of the opening ceremony? Did you love it or did you hate it? And I want to say, as of right now, it is 100% at loved it. So there you go. I people. didn't get to vote yet. I'm going to put hate just to even it out a little. <laughs> And I want to quickly also mention the uh, Commonwealth Sport Twitter page. Uh, they put out five facts that might blow your mind emoji relating to last night's opening. So, so would you like me to give you five facts about the opening ceremony? You're both nodding. You, you want to know. There's going to be four bulls in there. The car that uh, Prince Charles drove is actually his own. It's his own Aston Martin DB6 which runs on bioethanol made of wine and cheese. There you go. <laughs> so it is like only, so only, fucking... Only the Brits can afford... Uh, the, the royalty can afford. Exactly. <laughs> I also love the references to... Oh, and Prince Charles is so James Bond driving his... At no. Like, Actually, that bit bugged me because they didn't park in the Union Jack. Yes, yeah, true. <laughs> <laughs> they don't. It's like, why did they come in a blue car if they're not going to be part of the flag? What is this? <laughs> New Zealand just scored another try. It is uh, about to be 21 nothing. Um... <laughs> The giant bull is 30 foot high and constructed using materials from local factories. It's a nod to Birmingham's bullring market, which has existed in some form since the Middle Ages. There you go. Uh, in the canal water below the tower, there was an abandoned bike and shopping trolley. How convenient. Uh, the opening ceremony celebrated a number of Birmingham inventions, including the first police whistle, which was made in the city, introduced in 1884. Prior to that, police used a rattle to communicate with cops. <laughs> rattle? They can't beat anyone up with that. Um, 
And the Commonwealth sport flag was carried in by the Athletes Advisory Commission, which consists of eight members from across our regions. Uh, Matt Levy was the Australian on there. That was uh, good to see wow. Matt going there. Wow, mind Colin. blown. Literally mind blown emoji. <laughs> Should also mention too, at the time of recording this, there has been medals awarded. The first event I watched at the triathlon, triathlon. Uh, the men's triathlon, uh, England. Boo. Uh, England won. The, it was. Did you either of you watch it with like the guys like <laughs> high-fiving at the end? What was happening Talk about there? an anticlimactic finish. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, so it's like going to the- be a sprint to the finish. Oh, penalty. Because the Kiwi guy got a 10 second penalty, he basically like gave him a high five and a fist bump, saying, like, Yeah, bro, you've won. Um, so, yeah, so he ended up losing. So, um, when I say he, uh, again, I'm doing so well today and I've got the results up ready to go. <laughs> just, some English guy won a gold, some Kiwi guy won a silver, and Australia are on the board. Cody Simpson. <laughs> Matthew Hauser, uh, bronze medal uh, for Australia. Get in there. Stick it up, your Canada. You can't even get a medal in one event. Uh, let's, let's, I'm saying this, Jared, 100%. We're going to win a medal in every event now. <laughs> we are currently sitting Don't, at 100%. Don't, you got to be specific. None of them are going to be gold now, Ben. <laughs> yeah, we're going to win like 700 bronze medals. <laughs> we might get to our 1,000th bronze medal. No one's talking that up, are they? <laughs> Come on! Oh, go Sri Lanka! Run! Run! Yes! Ah, oh, boo! I'm just, I'm just, I'm just intrigued to see if Sri Lanka can get there. They're 28 nothing down. 30 seconds to go in the first half. This is a blo- This would be like if I don't know Australia played Canada in ice hockey. It'd be like eight nil by the end of the first period, probably. Um, we'll be back next week with a week one review. And Sri Lanka have done it. They've got on the board. And they're celebrating like they just won the Commonwealth Games. They're still down by like 23. Oh, there's like one fan in the crowd dancing. Oh, Sri Lanka. Well done. Moment of the Commonwealth Athlete of the Day. Guy from Sri Lanka. Uh, Ashan Ratwati. He is the athlete. He's 26. He's 155 centimetres. He's a midget. But whatever. He got a try for the great nation of Sri Lanka. Um, We will be back next week. Uh, similar to this one, we'll be uh, later on a Friday night where we'll review the first week of action. Uh, we'll bring you an athlete of the week and just talk about what we watch. So we're not doing daily episodes like we do in the Olympics. We're not going to be posting on socials like we do in the Olympics. Uh, obviously, a little bit more of limited coverage, but I'm excited. Obviously, the time difference is a bit of a challenge, Jared. Are uh, you going to keep the TV on when you go to sleep and kind of wake up to stuff or going to set the alarm for any certain events or just wake up and look at your phone and go, oh, we won 17 gold today? I mean, the squash, when we get to the finals, surely, even though now it's just reminding me of that stupid, um, you know, that Cube show hosted by Andy. Oh, where yeah, they got like yeah. 60 seconds to do something. That's oh, like the Challenger things. They were mm. cool. I like that show. And you beat the cube or whatever. That was fun, that show. That was a good show. Yeah, bring that back. Bring it back with Alan Dale. He needs to be doing more <laughs> stuff in Australia. <laughs> Alan Dale's on the mind today. The um, ghost of Alan Dale. <laughs> <laughs> I need to see. I sent the clip to Noah. It is so bad. Because Noah literally wrote back to me like, is that a parody or is that real? And I'm like, no, this is Neighbours. I'm like, they've ripped Neighbours, uh, to all our English mm. and Australian listeners, uh, Neighbours after 37 years, was it, 36 years? Australia's longest-running TV show. Drama, I should say, Jared. Surely it's getting a nod in the closing, right? 
Oh, it's Britain's biggest show. Do you think that um, actually we're gonna given that Victoria only got given the Commonwealth Games about three weeks ago, have they gotten something together to put in the closing ceremony? <laughs> it's gonna have they're also gonna have like I don't know Shane Crawford. Uh, g'day, um, we've got the Commonwealth Games in four years. You should come. See you then. <laughs> like at least Brisbane's got like ten years to go before that. Um, Colin, uh, obviously. I guess you have got quite good timing for the games, like kind of just during the day and early evening for you, right? Yeah. Well, I think it starts uh, like early morning. It runs through to, you know, up to evening. So pretty much I could just watch it throughout the day if I didn't have a job. <laughs> yeah. What's that like? You too? Tell me. <laughs> <laughs> Must be nice. <laughs> um, rub it in. <laughs> my job. Oh, fancy. Um, we'll be back next week and uh, yeah social media you can follow us on Instagram on Twitter on Facebook on YouTube subscribe to the podcast and uh, don't miss an episode we've got some great interviews coming up after the games as well some exciting things happening so stay tuned but Jared thank you as always for joining us today thank you and Colin thank you for joining us today as well my pleasure as well we will be back next week. As always, shout out to Jason. Actually, no, I'm, tell you what. I am retiring the shout out to Jason Momoa, and I'm going to change it to shout out to the giant bull. Because that... <laughs> yes. That is... Shout out to the bull. That, that's it. Right there. That's that's getting our goat there. Shout out to the bull. And uh, as always, remember, go left. Oh.